All You Need to Know, the Bloomberg Quint podcast that prepares you for the day's business. Good morning and thanks for listening in. This is the All You Need to Know podcast on Bloomberg Quint and I'm Alex Matthew. Today is the 28th of July. At a time when there are fears of a resurgence in the spread of the COVID-19 virus globally, India has become the country with the fastest increase in number of cases. In the 24 hours to 8 a.m. yesterday, the number of cases rose by nearly 50,000 yet again, taking the total tally to 14.3. Most of these, that's 9.1 lakh, have recovered, but there is concern about the rapid increase in the number of active cases. In the top news, the central government's payout to states as compensation towards goods and services tax for the year ended March more than doubled over the last year as a result of the slowing economy. The compensation to states was 1.65 lakh crore, according to the Ministry of Finance, who said this in a statement, and the GST compensation cess collected by the centre stood at 95,000 444 crore rupees. In other news, the government has reportedly banned 47 more Chinese applications for being prejudicial to the sovereignty, integrity and defence of the country, taking the total number of such banned mobile applications to 106. PTI reported, quoting an unnamed source, that the 47 applications are clones and variants of the applications that were blocked earlier. In the aviation space, Interglobe Aviation's Indigo Airlines is implementing deeper pay cuts of between 15 and 35% for its senior employees and pilots to reduce its cash outflow amid the coronavirus pandemic. Indigo had already announced pay cuts of up to 25% for its senior employees from May onwards. These latest cuts come after the airline announced about a week back that it would lay off about 10% of its workforce to contend with the crisis. In other news, N.K. Singh, who is the chairman of the 15th Finance Commission, has called for a significant and decisive bank recapitalization plan for the next five years if the government continues to be the sole owner of state-run banks. The huge public outlay will be required considering the expected erosion in their asset quality. Indian lenders extended loan moratoriums to borrowers as well as businesses affected badly by the COVID-19 outbreak, and some analysts are pointing out that the real stress in the system will only be visible at the end of this year. The government has extended the deadline for mandatory hallmarking of gold, jewellery and artefacts sold by jewellers by over four months till the 1st of June next year. Consumer Affairs Minister Ramvilas Pasman said this yesterday. Gold hallmarking is a purity certification and is currently voluntary. Jewelers asked for an extension of the deadline in light of the ongoing pandemic. Speaking of gold, keep an eye on the price. Globally, the $2,000 per troy ounce is within sight. Now, in international news, Google will let employees work from home till July of 2021, once again pushing back the reopening of its offices. The company had previously said that workers could stay home until the end of this year. 
In an email sent to employees yesterday, CEO Sundar Pichai said that the change was made to help them plan ahead and this applies worldwide. Meanwhile, Bloomberg has reported that China isn't buying enough from the US to meet terms of the two nations' trade deal. This amid a rapidly worsening diplomatic standoff that is making some people think that we're heading towards a new Cold War. By the end of the first half this year, China had only bought about 23% of the total purchase target of more than $170 billion in goods in 2020, according to a Bloomberg calculation based on Chinese Customs Administration data. In international markets, US stocks ended higher with tech once again leading the gains. The Dow Jones rose 0.4% while the S&P 500 ended higher by three quarters of a percent. The Nasdaq, meanwhile, ended the day with gains of 1.7%. All three early rises in the Asia-Pacific region as a result have started the session with strong gains. And with that, it's over to Agam Vakil for the trade setup for the day in India. Good morning, Agam. How are we looking today? Good morning, Alex, and good morning, listeners. Well, it seems that strength has returned to the SGX Nifty futures, which are currently trending higher by 60-odd points. And we are likely to see a positive opening based on the current conditions of the Asian markets. But very quickly, we move on to earnings. And right at the top, we have those from Bharti Infratel's first quarter. It's a muted quarter. Net sales have declined 3.3% and profit, however, did grow 8.4%. We have also seen an expansion in its EBITDA margins, with tenancy ratio standing at 1.82 times versus 1.84 times. It's also an operatingly strong quarter for Tech Mahindra, where its dollar revenues did decline 6.7% with a 4% decline in rupee revenues, but its net profit rose 21%. Its EBIT margins coming in at 10.1% versus 7.7%. Of course, this also had to do partially with a lower base considering one-offs in the previous sequential quarter but we move on to Bharat Electronics and it's been a weak one because we have seen net sales decline 20% net profit also came down 74% at around 54 crores but this was against an expectation of a loss its total order book currently stands at little less than 54,000 crore rupees but it's been a disastrous quarter for United Spirits, largely on account of the lockdown. We have seen its net sales decline 54% with a net loss of 215 crores versus a profit year on year. The negative operating numbers have driven the contraction in gross margins, negative impact of operating leverage and of course COVID-19 has induced aging related provisions we've seen a decline of 49 percent in volumes for the quarter well in today's day of trade we will be keeping an eye on nestle ultratech cement indusin bank yes bank and nit technologies among many others in terms of earnings but moving beyond that we also have an update from interglobe aviation which has announced another round of steeper pay cuts starting september ceo rono joy datta 
in an email to employees said that the company is taking deeper pay cuts to adjust cost structure down in line with the reduced revenue. Rana Jaitatta will take a 35% pay cut and all executives at the level of senior vice president and above will take a pay cut of 30%. Indian Oil Corp and Total France have announced a 50-50 joint venture company that will manufacture and market high-quality bitumen derivatives and specialty products for the growing road building industry in India. And finally, from the primary space, we have Mindspace Business Parks REIT IPO, which has been subscribed 38% on day one. Institutional subscription stands at 0.37 times and retail subscription at 0.4 times. Now, these are just some of the stocks we can watch out for as we move into trade today. But don't forget to go through our morning edition of All You Need to Know only on BloombergQuint.com. Thanks, Hagam. And as always, thank you all for listening in. This is Alex Matthews signing off. Have a great day. I hope you enjoyed listening to All You Need to Know. Did you know that you can listen to this show on the IVM Podcast app? On the IVM Podcast app, along with this, we have a number of other shows which you think you'll enjoy. Listen to Cyrus Says with Cyrus Brocha as the host. Listen to Pesa Vesa with Anupam Gupta. The Scene and the Unseen with Amit Varma or Shunya One hosted by Shiladiti Mukhopadhyay and myself. Check out the IVM Podcast app to get more talk content that you will enjoy. 